Hey there, this is episode number two that I'm putting out there the same day as the previous episode. These were recorded on uh, different dates, but I wanted to put them out there the same day because there's been such a long pause between these two and uh, the episode before them. I wanted to mention that with uh, episode number one for today and uh, this one, I have gone back to having the microphone very close to me because I think it makes for a nicer listening experience. In several of my past Lake episodes, I've had the microphone some way away in order to be able to row and um, a lot has depended on the weather. Right now it's quite calm. I'm drifting only ever so slowly. So this seemed like a good day to also record a little. This is something I believe to be true. Unless you have larger goals in your life, they can be anything that's meaningful to you. So no further definition is needed for what is meant by larger goals. They can be dreams, ambitions, important things you want to achieve or experience. And I don't mean selfish things. That's not uh, what this is about. But unless you have those things, then your life will become more and more about trivial things. I have become aware of this in many different ways. For example, sometimes when visiting a grocery store, I hear couples, whether young or old or of any age, bickering over completely trivial things. And it's always just sad and um, disheartening to hear because these people have let trivial things take over their lives. And um, it can also take many different forms, this development that I'm describing here, this risk that we run if we don't have dreams, beautiful things that we hope to achieve or experience. It can take the form of becoming overly obsessed with your health, for example. You can become hypochondriac by paying attention to, is my heart beating too fast? Am I having some kind of uh, dangerous thing happening to me right now? And uh, I have seen that happen to people. Uh, I used to know someone who was very much a hypochondriac. And there is an actual risk with hypochondria because you can learn it from other people it's not a good thing. So while I have empathy for people who have this problem, it's something that you have to be careful about. Don't learn it, don't encourage it. That would be my advice at least. Another form this can take is becoming overly bothered or preoccupied with whatever quirks the people you know or live with or interact with have and then you can become irritable, petty 
and not good company. Or you can become obsessed with policing other people's behavior. For example, in public, with um, whether some people ride their bicycles in the wrong place or so on. I personally aim to always follow all the correct ways of doing these things so I don't bicycle on pedestrian streets, areas of streets that are only for pedestrians. But um, there are people who develop a kind of rage. Well, not a kind of rage. Uh, I shouldn't qualify that word that way. They do get rageful about people who do something very tiny wrong in their mind. These are just a few examples that occurred to me as ways that people can become really obsessed with and their life can start to revolve around trivial things, things that it's not worth wasting any of your life on. I always mention this point that we will never get back any moment of our lives that we spend on something and I keep repeating it because while it's a thought everyone can understand intellectually, uh, they know that to be true, of course. We move through time and uh, we can never go back. But still, even for me, someone who understood that when I was very young, it's taken a long time to really start noticing all the ways that I have been wasting my time and uh, one by one I've been eliminating those things from my life. You know, most people that I have any interactions with um, have come to understand, like I did also already many years ago, it's not worth it, for example, to argue with anyone that you don't know on the internet. And uh, it's not worth wasting your time on so many things. But I was going to keep this brief. So this is simply what I wanted to say. The thought again expressed in a single sentence is unless you have something larger to inspire you and to work towards your life will become ever more trivial so the very content of your life your daily and nightly life will be ever more about thinking about very small, unimportant things. 
and I feel sad when I see that in anyone whether a stranger or someone I know and to conclude this point I just want to mention that one way certainly not the only way but one way to avoid this kind of sad fate which means lost human potential and happiness is to be creative there are numerous ways to be creative for example my dear mother who passed on last year this is recorded in 2023 2023 I prefer to say it. she made our whole yard bloom she planted so many things flowers bushes trees other growing things and she really knew how to do that that was one form of her creativity and it was a really beautiful form of it so when I say creativity I don't mean only art the kinds of things that I personally am so invested in and passionate about and that I could never live without. I'm going to see whether this motorboat is a kamikaze one and aiming for me. I'm sorry to disappoint you but it looks like not so you didn't get that kind of action this episode. Maybe one day. I'm close to shore in any case, so, you know, I'd be fine jumping out of the boat. I've released the album called Early Music Archive 50. That's 50, not 15, of my early pieces from the early years of my first decade of making music. A wide variety of different styles since in that time I was learning everything possible from music theory to synthesizers, virtual instruments, orchestration and um, playing a little, for example, on the American Indian Ponderosa Pine Flute. I like to play this flute in a way that doesn't make the notes conform to um, regular or expected pitch scheme. I like to play it very softly except for effects where blowing harder is necessary for that effect or note or combination of notes. I think it has a really lovely mellow quality. But I didn't actually mean to start talking about this one piece. My point was that that album is now out there. You can buy it on Bandcamp and it's also streaming in all the major places and also available for download in other places. I wanted to mention again that Bandcamp is a really great place to support 
people whose music you like because nearly all the proceeds from sales, nearly all the money goes to the musicians, the composers and musicians who release their music there. And um, again, I want to make the point not only for myself, but also for myself, of course, this applies to all creative people, especially ones who are not very famous, who are not making a great deal of money from their work so far. Streaming doesn't generate a lot of income for anyone, and uh, it is tough for anyone working in music to make a living from it, or to have at least a substantial income and uh, that matters in terms of them being able to create more for example in my own case the more I can get something of an income from my various creative works my music and my books I will also be publishing more books of course the more I can create and the more time I will have for creating and the less stressful my life will be, which again helps with creativity. And this is true for all creative people. While I don't want to do anything that's on the wrong side of a certain line, I wanted to just mention this. I understand that, of course, a lot of people, even though they might be very interested in what I or these other artists, millions of artists all around the world are doing, they can't afford to support them financially. But in case someone can and uh, they like the work or what the artist is doing, where she or he is headed or for any other reason wants to support the artist, then Bandcamp is a really great place to do that. Naturally, of course, the same goes for anything that generates any kind of income for an artist. It doesn't even have to be something where money changes hands, because support can also take the form of simply reacting on social media or sharing, or telling someone else about this work. For example, if you know a friend or a group of friends who might be into something that you yourself come across, if it might not be your cup of tea, it might be these other people's cup of tea, or coffee, or red wine, or whatever we want to compare it to. For example, something like adding a track by someone to a playlist, even that makes a difference and it can make a great difference because it helps other people discover the music. And um, while that in itself might not lead to direct financial help for the artist, it might eventually through a chain of events lead to something important happening and for example someone then buying something from that artist 
So there are all these different ways to help creative people who are doing work that you appreciate, are interested in, inspired by, or anything like that. Again, I went on too long about this topic, longer than I intended, but there it is. I think it was important to talk a little bit about this. I rarely do. I mainly want to do my work and then put out the information that it's available, that it's out there, and then let any possible member of my audience, present or future, find it or not. But there's only a certain amount that any creative person of integrity can do. That's about the limit. They can put out the information out there that this is available for purchase or streaming or you can get a free sample of it all these kinds of things that's about all they can do without becoming something that I don't want to become at least I don't want to become an advertising agency for myself especially because the people I hope to reach in this world are those who would be genuinely interested in my work. Then also this same month, August 2023, I released my first single. It's the track called Land of Youth and Beauty, and it first appeared in my Lake presentation video for my first book of poetry. The book is called Land of Youth and Beauty, Early Poems. And um, last year I made this lake presentation video for that book. I've talked about this video in at least one past episode of this podcast. The video was inspired by a uh, vision of a book in a lake that vision was caught on camera when that happened I didn't yet have any book with me and then later miraculously it happened again that same vision when I did have the book with me and was making the main part of that video what's seen in the video is from two different occasions first when I was at the lake without the book that's when you see the vision that starts or appears very near the beginning of that video. And then the bulk of the video was shot with the book with me and inspired by that vision. The vision happened again in a shot where the book was also seen. And it could not possibly have been more perfect near the end of the video. You see that same vision of the book with sunlight shimmering right on top of it. There's no special effects in this video. Everything that you see in the video happened on camera. So I felt really inspired by this. I often do when things like this happen. 
I got again a little sidetracked. I just wanted to mention the single. So yeah, this is my first single and uh, I've come to understand the life of an independent creator, an independent artist consists of hundreds and eventually thousands of small steps building towards larger goals and larger dreams. And uh, it might not seem like a big step to release one's first single. It matters in a number of ways and uh, one of them is psychological in addition to the simple fact of having something that is very dear to my heart out there. The psychological point I meant is that when someone looks me up on any streaming platform that lists albums and singles separately, now there in fact is a single in addition to the albums. I feel I'm further along on this path just as I feel with any major step. I remember how I felt I was still missing something so important when I had not yet published my first book of short stories and the same with my first book of poetry because those were real cornerstones for me. Those were always among the very most important things that I was going to publish or put out there in any medium. I've learned to and have had to follow the schedules that happen naturally. I feel that things can't be forced too much because things do take their own time. And I like something that I mentioned also in an earlier episode of this podcast, something that Pierre Estev said to me once, time is on our side. I really like that and I have faith in time, despite all the difficult and painful times that I and everyone else needs to go through in life. This episode got much longer than I intended, but there it is. I enjoy just drifting here and talking. Before I got on the boat, I once again, for the second time this summer, had the beach all to myself, even though the water is perfect for swimming. It's just the right temperature. It's not a hot day right now. It's about 19 degrees Celsius, if even that. Now it might be warming up some more because the sun just came out, at least for a moment. There's only maybe a degree or two difference between the air temperature and the water and that is a wonderful combination because even if you might be feeling just a slight chill then the water feels so quickly so perfectly warm or just the right temperature not too cold and not too hot to be refreshing since i was talking about the practical financial side of things that unfortunately most of us have to consider in different ways. I wanted to mention one more thing and uh, then I'll finish. I also have a PayPal account and if you go to my website 
simosakarialtonen.com there's a button for donations at the bottom of that page so if you happen to be a millionaire or a billionaire or happen to know one who would like to support an artist um, who is doing his best to create beautiful and meaningful things in this world then that's something that is also possible it's possible to send a donation that way and like I mentioned um, it all makes a really big difference because in my lifetime I'll be able to create a certain amount of work and um, how much that is and how soon it can happen before eventually one day time runs out that depends on how much of my time I can devote to creativity rather than making a living and other practical matters so just putting this thought out there I was you know half kidding about the millionaire billionaire part because everything truly helps every cent helps because it means I'll have that much more time and freedom to create and focus on the important things in life Oh, but speaking of my website, I keep updating it whenever I find time and whenever new things happen. It's currently in the process of um, adding some helpful functionality. For example, if you go to the music page right now, you can see at the top a set of buttons that will take you to the different parts, the different sections relating to the different musical works that I have put out there. These will let you navigate quickly to those sections. I'll be adding shortly a similar set of buttons to my writing page because the same is true of that page that there are now several works and so scrolling through without this kind of navigation aid can take some time. And uh, I like to feature a lot of pictures on my pages, so they take some time to load. These buttons for navigation make things a lot faster, and it's much quicker and nicer to explore the site this way. I also have this picture of all the covers of my work so far on the front page of my site, and I update that after each new publication or release. There will be more sheet music from me in the future, including for Land of Youth and Beauty. I will be publishing that as sheet music because it's a work that lends itself to interpretations that would always be different the way that lakes and seas and waves are always different. In that sheet music I won't be giving any indications of dynamics. In fact the same is true of the sheet music I am continuing work on for Tales from the North book one. I want to leave that completely up to the players. Likewise the tempi can be freely played with by future performers.
I am very sorry and I regret that I have been unable to have the kind of concentration and clarity for a few episodes now to continue my discussion of Andrew Mellor's great book, The Northern Silence. I meant to keep doing that regularly and uh, Andrew and his work deserve that. So I feel like I'm not living up to that right now and I can only express my genuine regret about that. This is how I sometimes am. I have been having to juggle so many different things and uh, every day involves prioritizing the most urgent matters including things that I have to do just to keep daily life going. So I haven't felt as clear and directed a lot of the time this year. There's been so much happening and um, like I say, I'm sorry for that. Likewise, I already wanted to be talking about Peter Falk's memoirs. I need to be more careful about saying what I will do because, unfortunately, too often I have found myself then unable to do things the way I wanted and intended. Now I need to finish. I'm about to run into a rock. Wishing you a good day or night and take care. Remember to focus on important things rather than trivial ones, at least most of the time. Bye for now.